0: what's up y'all and welcome back to another episode of the resilient body podcast i'm your host dr anika the not so typical chiropractor and today we're talking about the difference between your abs and your core this episode is inspired by, of course, conversations that I've had with patients and actually some conversations that I'm about to have with a couple of workshops I have set up at Pilates Studios. We're gonna be talking a lot about the core and how pressurizing your system and learning how to manage pressure within your core is what's really gonna help you relieve those low back symptoms and some other things that you may be familiar with, like diastasis recti. Okay. So tune in if you're ready to learn about the difference between those abs and the core. If you're someone who is struggling with low back pain or diastasis recti, and not really sure how you can go about working on that. And of course, at the end, I want to give you some movements with some links for you to help working on things in your own body and the comfort of your own home. All right, so let's get started. First off, we got to talk about a little bit of anatomy and keep it super simple. So when it comes to our abdominals, the first thing people typically think when they think abs is they think the sexy six-pack muscles, right? That's what everyone thinks about. But that is actually what's called our rectus abdominis. And from a lot of ab exercises like crunches and sit-ups, we tend to work a lot more of that rectus abdominis, okay? Out, on the outside of that, we have our obliques. When you think movements like Russian twist, things that involve you crossing over, those are our obliques. They run from the top of our ribcage. They cross over onto different sides of our body, okay? And then lastly but definitely not least, we have our transverse abdominis. That's that deep layer. If we take out, we if we were to slice ourselves, honestly, and take off our erectus abdominis, take off our fascia. Underneath there, our deep, what I call our natural weight belt, our natural core belt is our transverse abdominis. And that is that deepest layer of abs where we're really trying to get people to activate and engage too. All right. Now, those are some abdominals. Now let's switch over to what exactly makes up our core. Now, you definitely heard me mention the obliques, which is a part of it. You also heard me mention the transverse abdominis, which is that deep, you know, that deep muscle layer. And it actually runs from our rib cage down into our pelvis. So that's why I say it's the natural weight belt that we internally have and the goal of that transverse abdominance is to stabilize our core muscles and that's really important when it comes to honestly everything in our body but when it comes to people who are struggling with low back pain so we mentioned that transverse abdominis. What sits at the top of our core is our diaphragm. People tend to underestimate the importance of our diaphragm and where it plays a role in our body. Like not only does it keep us alive and making sure that we're receiving oxygen and putting off CO2 into the world, but it's also helping us when it comes to stabilizing our body so we can do whatever we want with our arms or extremities around us. And the bottom of our core, we have our pelvic floor. Now what we tend to have issues with when it comes to our core, how we're managing pressure, which we'll talk a little bit more in, in a little bit. But um, I have some uh, patients and even some people who have mentioned in my DMs that they've been having issues with uh, like leakage when they're exercising, when they're running, when they're on their Peloton. And they're not being able to hold that pressure within their core. And if we don't have the ability to create that pressure from our transverse abdominis, from our breathing patterns, then that pressure has to escape somewhere. And most of the time that pressure goes down towards that pelvic floor, which is why we have prolapse, which is why we have, um, like, uh, the pelvic pain or, excuse me, which is why we have the pelvic pain or is exactly why we have things like leakage and things like that. Okay. But something we're going to talk about a little bit later is diastasis recti, which is where you feel that separation of your abs in the front. And that can come from not being able to manage pressure and that pressure has to go somewhere and it tends to go outward towards that fascia, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Now, what sits on the sides are those obliques that we mentioned. And then also we want to add in the fact that our core is a can. We mentioned the top with the diaphragm, the bottom with the pelvic floor, the front is like that rectus abdominis, the side are those obliques, but the back are our erectors, okay? Our core is one big can. And as we breathe in, everything should expand in all of those directions and create what we like to call a 360-degree breath. Now, being able to stabilize your core, and not just being able to engage their transverse dominance is what's going to truly help you when it comes to relieving some symptoms like low back pain and diastasis recti, okay? Now, you're probably thinking, yeah, I learned how to engage my, my transverse dominance. I make sure that that is, you know, joining the party. And if you have been doing that, then that is amazing. And I'm so glad that you've taken that first step to do What it actually feels like in your deep layer, what that transverse abdominis feels like when it is contracted, and how it can be a part of your routine. But learning how to activate it is just the first step. What really is the goal is learning how to activate and use the transverse abdominis as well as the other parts of our core um, while we are dynamically moving. Okay, so think about when we reach to open a door. We're using a part of our core. When we reach to pick up our kid, we're using a part of our core. We have to be able to engage not only our transverse dominance but everything around that. And that comes with transverse dominance engagement and just honestly being aware of what it is and learning how to breathe and manage pressure within your abdomen. Okay. So let's talk a little bit more now about what it means to manage pressure. Inside of our core, we have what's called an intra-abdominal pressure. Okay. As you take a breath in, your diaphragm and your pelvic floor drop down, making more space to open up your lungs so that we can fill your lungs with as much air as possible. Now, with that being said, your pelvic floor is like the bottom of that can. It's a stopper. If you don't have the ability to pressurize and to hold that pressure in, or maybe not to expand that pressure in all directions, so out to laterally to out to your sides where the obliques are, out into your back where your rectors are, then it's going to go one direction. It's probably going to go down into that pelvic floor, causing some leakage, causing you to um kind of urinate when you're when you're biking, when you're working out. And anything that may cause you having to brace, the body doesn't know how to prepare for that. And it also may cause something that you may not know of, that you all may know of, which is called diastis recti. Now, next week I have a workshop at the Pilates studio, which I'm so excited about. Because we we're going to talk about the connection between your core and your pelvic floor. And one of the things that a couple of her members had a lot of questions about is them being some new moms and they feel like they're struggling with diastasis recti, okay? And for those who don't know what that is, that is when you have a separation of your abs right in the, in the midline of our body. So think about the line going through our belly button where our linear alba is. Now that tends to happen, one, because those muscles get stretched. Of course, you had a baby in there, we pushed it out, and your body had to stretch in order to fit that. But what tends to happen is We lose the ability to engage our abs properly We use the ability to engage all of our core properly And how to breathe and manage our eyes And pressurize our entire core And when we do that What happens is As he mentioned before When you take a deep breath in Your diaphragm drops And your pelvic floor drops Now If we can't disperse that pressure forward to the sides and back, then all that pressure tends to push forward on that linear alba. It tends to push forward on where that rectus abdominis sits, which we are also constantly working as we are contracting it, doing so many crunches and abs and sit-ups. Now between us working that rectus so much, that sexy six pack muscle, and then us not knowing how to breathe and push that pressure in the parts of our core, we start to experience that separation of our abs. And that's causing us not to be as strong in that area. And if we're not strongly controlling our core, then that means we're not going to be able to do the things that we want to around mm-hmm. us without experiencing type of pain or honestly without plateauing. So I want to make sure that when you talk about the difference between abs and core, that ab workouts are awesome. They're still okay. Like if you want to do some crunches, some sit-ups, they are still okay. But making sure that you incorporate actual core movements in there. That's truly what's going to penetrate and help engage those deep core muscles, those deep postural muscles, which is what keeps us stabilized. This is what keeps our spine stable so we can do whatever we want with our extremities. Now, what I want you to really understand is that when you are managing the pressure in your system, that means one, you have to be able to get as much air into it as long as you can. And the best way to do that is through your nose, making sure we get some filtered air through that and being able to actually move your diaphragm. There's different breathing strategies you can do when it comes to holding your breath at the beginning and holding your breath at the end in order to really start to use that diaphragm and to train your diaphragm as a muscle because it is a huge muscle. Now, I don't want to go off too much into a tangent when it comes to um, abdominal surgery. So when it comes to people or moms who've experienced C-sections or if you've experienced type like of hernias, hysterectomies, things like that that involve people having to cut into your stomach. Those are major abdominal surgeries. And if that is something that you've experienced before in your life, then manage oh my gosh, I keep putting the words together. Then managing the pressure within your core is the first step to really start to recover and rehab and get your body doing what you want it to do. If you're someone who's been dealing with that, then you got a little bit extra you have to worry about because you got some scar tissue built up in there. We got some fascia that's all entangled up in there that surrounds our organs. And if you've not been pressurizing, right, like if you've not have been breathing and moving that diaphragm down as it should, then those organs aren't getting as much moving as they should. And that's not getting as much blood flow, as much lymphatic drainage, and all the things we need to just get stuff moving in our core. Okay, so make sure if you are someone who fits into that category of having. A abdominal surgery, and this is one of the first things that you should be working on. And this is something that should be a part of your everyday routine to add into your daily life, whether that's just you chasing your kids throughout the day or you getting a workout in, okay? Now, last but not least, I want to talk a little bit about um, how lifts... And certain strength training and resistance training can also be a part of your core exercises. This is something that I've started enjoying more of. And I honestly didn't realize that I was doing it until I was working with Ty. And we talked about how when I was doing house calls, My Thule table is anywhere between, I think, 60 to 65 pounds. And I was carrying that in and out of the house at least five times a day, unfolding that and folding it back up. Now, what that meant is I had a favorite side. And for me, it was my right side. I felt stronger. I felt in more control. And it's my dominant hand. So I would carry that 60 to 65-pound table in and out of the car into the house, all right-handed. Before I know it, I started having some asymmetries, asymmetries, some muscular imbalances from that right side to that left side. It's because I was spending so much time carrying on that right side. So, of course, I started balancing it out and uh, working on strengthening my left side with some carries, whether that's the weight down beside me doing a farmer's carrier up overhead, But it's turned into be one of my favorite core movements. And that's truly because it's something that applies to me on an everyday routine. I am carrying that table now just in and out of my office, but that's at least once or twice a day. You know what I'm saying? So now I focus on making sure that table's on my left side. When I want to do any type of core movements, I focus a little bit more on my left side because I know it needs a little bit more loving. So I've grown to love adding in, yeah, I got my own little core exercises I do, which I'll definitely give you some at the end of this episode. But adding in any type of carries, has become one of my favorite things to do because we really have to learn how to load the spine and be realistic about how we're loading it. Very rarely are you lifting up something with both hands when you think about deadlifting. It's still a great exercise, but to be more functional, to be more realistic to what's happening in your life, you normally pick up something heavy on one side to lift it, whether that's your kid, whether that's a bag. Sometimes we know we hit the the, uh, the I like to call it like the she hook, where we're carrying every plastic bag in from the car when we went to the grocery store because we refused to make multiple trips. That's definitely me, and that is something that we do have. Kind of sort of some of the same weight balance, but you have to be able to use your core to balance that rib cage over your pelvis to stack that in order for you not to flop or flail to one side or the other. So it's such a great core exercise to pick up something heavy and carry it on one side. It's more realistic. It's more of what you're going to do in your everyday life. All right, so I want to run through quickly some of these movements I'm going to give to you. Um, make sure that you check out the episode notes. Of course, I'm going to add some links in there for you. But the moves I'm going to prepare for you is one. It's called the curl up, all right? Now, you, when you see that, it may look to you as if we're doing a um, crunch, but it is not that. And I want you to listen to the instructions to make sure that we are really focusing on where my head should be, where my neck should be, where my chest should be, to make sure we're really feeling it in our transverse abdominis, which is the goal. Next I love me some pal off press, so I'm going to be giving you a a version of a pal off press for you to work on that you should really implement into both sides. And if you notice that one side is, you know, more um, or harder to stabilize than the other, then make sure you add a little bit more time on that side, okay? Next, we're going to do some marching. Now, you're probably thinking, oh, yeah, I can, you know, do some toe taps and some marching, but this one, we're going to have a band to help make sure that we are keeping our rib cage over our pelvis, and we're not arching our back and lifting up that back from the floor. And when we're doing that, we know that our back is kind of engaging more than we want, or maybe our hip flexors are joining the party. So this movement is going to help make sure that we're keeping our core braced, breathing how we need to, and still moving our extremities by marching around that. Next up is that side plank. The plank, our regular plank, is definitely good, but I love that side plank because you're adding in more obliques and adding in how to control our core, our breath and just overall stability in a different plane, which is so important. Um, Last but not least, um, I have a static core crawl hold for you. Okay. Now, before I get too nerdy, so one of the biggest philosophies that we follow into our office is in our office is, um, how the baby did it. So we start with rolling, we do some crawling, we move in different directions and different planes. Because as we were growing up from that baby phase, which I'm totally loving being a new mom now because I'm watching him neurodevelop, it's freaking amazing. But he starts with the belly beating, the diaphragmatic beating. Then, you know, he goes to moving his limbs in the air. So think more like um, when we're doing that marching, you're moving your limbs in the air, being able to create some core stability. Okay. Then we move to rolling. So these are the ways that we follow that. Then we move up to, okay, cool. Now we're doing some kind of sitting on our heels, standing up to like tall kneeling. Then we move into crawling. So there's different things that I truly love about neurodevelopment. And that's what I bring into the office because we used to do it when we were a baby. And so this one move, the static core hold, is just for you to learn how to engage breathe, keep that rib, stage, rib cage stacked over your pelvis while still being in a different position and honestly going against gravity. So I wanna make sure that I add these links in here for you to see these videos. And I truly hope that you learn the difference between the abs and core and how you need to actually be focusing more on your core instead of those sexy six pack abs. If you po- focus on your core, I promise you those sexy six pack abs will eventually come down the line. There's a lot more things that go involved, but it will eventually come down the line. And you will honestly be stronger than some of the people who I've seen in my office, on my table, all the way from college athletes to freaking 60 year old moms who have a sexy six pack abs, but their core is almost non-existent and they're not being able to lift as much as they can, or their back is getting thrown out because their core does not know how to stabilize their spine. So, Be stronger by making sure you work on the deeper layers instead of aesthetically with that sexy six-pack muscles, okay? So as always, my goal is to help you move better, feel better, and be resilient. I'll follow you guys on the next episode.